good morning, North Haven. It's so good to see everybody, even though it's through glass. It's, uh, it's a different thing to actually be in the same vicinity rather than through a screen. So thank you so much for joining us. And, you know, before we go any further, a couple things I want to do is I want to give a shout out uh, to Matthew and his father, Jeff, who have worked so hard to make sure not only... Now, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I can't talk when you guys are hockey. So, so not only last week did they work hard in uh, getting things set up for what we were going to do last Sunday, uh, but then being able to at the last minute adjust and now get things ready for today. Now's your turn. Give them a round of hogs, please. Now, they're also juggling a bunch of stuff, as you could probably tell and see. And you guys have an advantage and a disadvantage in the fact that uh, you're here, which is uh, so cool and awesome. Um, it's better than probably watching it live stream. Uh, but what you're not able to see is the videos that we've uh, shown. So we just showed just a couple of them uh, during the service and uh, lyrics at the same time. So uh, right now we're are, we are live streaming this. And uh, so it's going out to everybody in their homes. And so if, uh, if you're watching this live stream, I want to just... Thank you for joining us here today for this service. Uh, we've panned around a couple times, but... Uh, what we are doing here is a drive-in uh, church service. So uh, everybody's here, and uh, they're in their cars, and they're listening to what we're saying in the worship uh, via FM radio transmitter. So uh, they're not always seeing what you're seeing. Uh, they got a different view here this morning. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. Now, a couple of logistics that Alex talked about, but I just want to make sure that we all understand. So uh, you can have the live stream going at the same time. You may not want to have the volume up, or you probably have a seizure because there's <laughs> there's a bit of a delay, and it might drive you crazy. Um, so you can have that up. You just need to be able to see uh, you know, a little better than maybe you would if you were uh, looking through your car window. Um, but uh, we try to uh, give you the resources that you need in your app. So you have the lyrics. Hopefully you're following along with those while we sing and worship together. Um, also, I'm going to be making some uh, some references, some Bible references as we go through the message here. Now, you aren't going to be able to see the slides or the those references, those verses as I put them up on um, as we put them up rather for the live stream. But in the app, in the North Haven app, is the uh, the Bible, so you can have access to it through the app. And when I say a reference, you can quickly turn to that in your uh, in your app. Or if you brought your Bible, you could certainly turn to that as well and follow along in that way. Now, when I make a point that would go up on the screen for the live stream, I'm going to underline that for you as well, so you know that this is something that I really want you to understand and maybe even write down if you have a pen and paper, or you can type that into your phone. Uh, so hopefully a couple of those logistics make sense. And uh, uh, if, if uh, you know, you're having trouble hearing the radio station, you know, pr the best thing we can do is just ask you to turn the volume up. You might get a little static the higher volume you go, uh, but, uh, you know, this is, this is what we're doing. We're doing the best that we can. But I guarantee this, this is going to be a service that we are never, ever going to forget. 
Amen. We are never going to forget this Sunday, uh, April 19th, 2020, where we got together in the church parking lot. I don't think this has ever happened in the history of North Haven. Am I correct? I don't think that this has ever happened before. Uh, so there's a first time for everything. Um, but we're excited. We're so grateful to be able to have this time. Hey, one quick other announcement I want to mention is Kathy Sanquist. Uh, she has put together some uh, face masks. So I know that those are in limited supply. And if you are in need of a face mask, she's worked it out so that uh, they are um, uh, in um, uh, sanitized uh, bags uh, taped to the front door of her house. And her house is just right down the street. You can't miss it. And I want to give you the address. So if you can write this down, type it into your phone. Um, her address is 2711 Chippewa Avenue. 2711 Chippewa Avenue. All right. So um, John and Kathy, can you honk? Where are you at? Okay. They're over here. Wave your hand out the window or something so I can, I forget what car you drive. There you go. So it's a Ford, all right, silver Ford over here. Um, if uh, it, it, you uh, don't, uh, are familiar with GPS or uh, feel comfortable with that, I'm sure they're f totally fine with you following them uh, to their house, and you can go ahead and get one of those masks. She's making them, um, and, uh, um, and I suppose if we run out, you'd be more than willing to uh, continue to supply that. So, <laughs> all right, sounds great. Okay, so we're going to move forward into this, uh, this uh, Sunday's message. And what we're going to do over the next two weeks is look at a passage that is very familiar, probably with almost everybody here this morning and watching via live stream. That is Psalm 23. But before we go into that passage, I want to I highlight a term that maybe or maybe you haven't heard before in a different context. So Easter eggs. When we think of Easter eggs, obviously we think about the eggs that we paint and decorate for Easter time. But Easter eggs also has a different meaning in pop culture. Uh, so if I say that there is an Easter egg in the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark with Harrison Ford, what do I mean by that? So this is what I mean. In, in the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark with Harrison Ford, that movie, awesome movie back in the 80s, when they're in the tomb getting the Ark of the Covenant, there are a bunch of hieroglyphics that are on the pillars of that tomb. And on one of those pillars is an image of C-3PO and R2-D2. Now, obviously, they don't exist in the same cinematic universe, but the creators of the Raiders of the Lost Ark were also involved in Star Wars. And that's called an Easter egg in pop culture. Another example of that is Pixar movies. So if you've watched Toy Story or Monsters, Inc. or WALL-E, there are Easter eggs embedded in each of those movies. You could see how in some of those movies there is a, like a, a toy of Nemo in Monsters, Inc., for instance. And so those Easter eggs in pop culture are these little references that pop up in each 
either film or TV or literature, whatever the case, music, and it's in reference to something else. It's like it's like kind of hidden, and it's available for those that are paying attention and our fans are interested in those things. Now, over the next couple weeks, so today and next Sunday, we're going to look at Easter eggs embedded in Psalm 23. Psalm 23. And again, I mentioned that that is a very familiar psalm to many of us. Now, even if you don't attend church on a regular basis, you probably have heard this psalm in one way or another. So let's read this together. Psalm 23. Again, if you have your Bibles, please turn to uh, that chapter. It's basically in the middle of the Bible, and certainly you can access it through your North Haven app as well. So Psalm 23 says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, within this passage here in Psalm 23, there are 10 names of God, 10 names attributed to God. Now, we see that right away at the beginning in reference to Lord, when it says, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, that word Lord is a translation of a word that you've probably heard of, Jehovah slash Yahweh, which basically means he causes to become. Now, the English translation of Yahweh, really, which is in our English uh, letters, Y-H-W-H, the exact pronunciation, even though we refer to Yahweh, is unknown. And the reason that exact pronunciation is unknown is because it, it was superstitious for ancient Jews to actually say this word out loud. And so as they were sharing the word of God orally, they would, they would replace that word with the word word Lord or God. Now, what is the difference then between Jehovah and Yahweh? Well, basically, it's a translation difference. So Jehovah is an English pronunciation of a German spelling of an uncertain Latin translation of the Hebrew word for God, as opposed to Yahweh. Yahweh is an English transliteration of the Aramaic translation of the Hebrew. It was first used in the 19th century. In English. Now, that all is to say that when we say Jehovah Yahweh Lord, we're referring to the same thing. Now, subsequently, these names, and this is what I want to help us really hold on to here this morning, these names are in reference and also belong to Jesus. 
to Jesus. Now, Jehovah Yahweh, Lord, that is the name that is above every name. And we see how this very name was attributed to Jesus himself. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, we see that therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. You guys okay? Okay. <laughs> it gave him the name that is above every name. And so Psalm 23 is actually part of the Messianic trilogy. And when I say trilogy, I'm referring actually to three chapters of Psalms 22, 23, and 24. And those three chapters, they give us a glimpse of Jesus as our shepherd. Jesus as our shepherd. Now, Jesus called himself the good, the good shepherd in John chapter 10, verse 11. John chapter 10, verse 11, he says this. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He lays down his life for the sheep. And Jesus is also referred to as the chief shepherd in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 4. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 4, where it says this, And when the chief shepherd appears, Jesus, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Page turn. So if we look at Psalm 23 with these new eyes, as Jesus is the name above every name, Jesus, the chief shepherd, Jesus, Jehovah, Yahweh, Lord, God, we see a beautiful and complete portrait of Jesus in this psalm, Psalm 23. Specifically, we see these 10 names of Jesus within this chapter, and the reason that's important is because these 10 names also speak to 10 very important characteristics of who Jesus is, so which in turn, which in turn, help us to completely understand who Jesus is then and interacts with our lives. So let's pray and ask God to reveal his truth to us through his word this morning. Father God, Lord, we thank you for the privilege of this opportunity that we have to be together here today. Lord, this is unique. This is not what we planned, but this is nonetheless, it is special and it is beautiful. And so, Father, for all those that are here today in their cars, for all those that are watching via live stream, for all those that will be either watching or listening to this at a later time or later date, we thank you. We thank you because you have provided the means and the ability for us to be able to connect. And that is something we can be joyful about and celebrate. And so, Lord, in this time, we pray that you would speak to us, reveal your goodness to us, Lord. Speak to us through your word as you often do and desire to do in our lives. And we pray, Father, that this wouldn't be just a, a, a flipping fancy, Father, but that this would be something that would carry on with us through the day, Lord, through the week, through the month. Lord, we just, we want to give you, Lord, the best of what you have given 
us. We pray this in your name. And all of God's children honked, amen. Amen. Oh, you can never get... You never get tired of that. That's just, it's almost like I have this superficial power, right? Go ahead and honk. Oh, wow. Let's see that. Oh, man. I, I'll let that get to my head. So we're going to be working through this passage, and we're going to be diving through it today, and we're going to be finishing it up next week. As I mentioned, there are 10 names of God, 10 names of Jesus that speak to 10 characteristics. Well, we're going to look today at the first five of those and then finish off next week by looking at the next five. So the first that we're going to do, and you can reference Psalm 23 as we go through this, I'm going to be sharing a few other verses, but if you want to just reside at Psalm 23 and look at these verses with me, you should be just fine. So the first part that we're going to look at is in verse 1, where it says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, the name that is attributed to Jesus here in this part of the verse is Jehovah Ra. Jehovah Ra, and that is the Lord my shepherd, Jehovah Ra, R-A-A-H. Now, what characteristic of Jesus is revealed here in this name? That The characteristic that we see, that we discover, is that Jesus is dependable. Jesus is dependable. Now, why is that important? So what? That's one of the questions that I'm going to keep asking about every single one of these names and thus their characteristic. Why is that important for us? Well, in a world where dependability is often scarce, Jesus exists, uh, exhibits a characteristic of always coming through. Now, COVID-19, this coronavirus, has produced a whole series of challenges in our lives. And it seems like every day it changes how it is that, that we approach this and it approaches us. We can't, we don't feel like we can really depend on much of anything right now. I mean, take, for instance, me, right? I never thought that I would be a televangelist. But here I am, okay? I never thought that I would be a radio DJ, but apparently that's what I'm doing today, right? I mean, this, the, un, the lack of predictability that is involved in life today is just unprecedented. And in the midst of this lack of predictability, in, this, in the midst of a world in which we cannot really fully depend on anything or anyone 100%, we can understand that Jesus is and always will be who he says he is. So when he says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we know that the hope and the life and the peace and the joy everlasting that existed yesterday is the same today and will be the same tomorrow. Jesus is dependable. He will never fail. He will never let us down. He is always constant. He is forever true. Jehovah Ra. Now, as we go further and we look at another name attributed to Jesus in this passage, we see in the next verse, verse 2, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Now, that name of Jesus that we see here is Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom, S-H-A-L-O-M. 
L-O-M. And that is the Lord my peace. The Lord my peace. Now this is the name of the altar which Gideon built when he saw the angel of the Lord in Judges 6, 23 through 24. You don't need to turn to that passage, but this is what it says. But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is Peace. Now, what is the characteristic of Jesus that's revealed here in this name, Jehovah Shalom? Well, that is basically Jesus is the peace giver. He is the peace giver. Now, why is that important for us to embrace and understand here today? Well, when we are within the waves of the ocean, so I was talking to my family at dinner yesterday, and my daughter brought up how she's afraid of being in the ocean, as are a lot of people, I myself included. I don't want to swim necessarily in the ocean. But she was mentioning how one time when she was younger, she was in the ocean, and she was uh, all of a sudden just overcome by the waves, and they kept pushing her down and knocking her down, and how it produced a level of anxiety in her in her at that moment and that is what happens to us in our daily lives especially now we can <laughs> we can sense that anytime you want to give a hallelujah or an amen you go ahead and honk that horn but that's that's what happens too in our lives we're we're overcome with the waves and they keep knocking us down they keep overcoming us and Jesus as the peace giver what does he do well as was the case with my daughter you know coming in she mentioned how her uncle came and lifted her out of the waves and that's what Jesus desires to do in our lives is to come and scoop us up and to lift us up out of the waves and what happens then those waves aren't crashing down on us. They are then crashing down on Jesus. But you see, Jesus can withstand the waves, as we've seen all throughout Scripture. And through the ultimate wave, the wave of death, he overcame that as well. And so Jesus, as the peace giver, lifts us up out of the waves. We experience peace while Jesus takes on the waves of life. Isn't that a beautiful truth? You go ahead and honk to that. <laughs> well, as we continue to move through this passage, this beautiful passage of Psalm 23, and we further see these Easter eggs embedded into this chapter, we look then at verse 3, and we discover yet another name attributed to Jesus and another characteristic, and that is this verse, he refreshes my soul. He refreshes my soul. And that name there that we see is Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, R-A-P-H-E, Jehovah Rapha, and that is the Lord my healer, the Lord my healer. And that's the name that God used when he healed the bitter waters of Marah with the tree in Exodus chapter 15, verses 25 through 26. I'll read that passage again. You don't necessarily have to turn to that. But Exodus 15, 25 through 26. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. There the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. 
he said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all of his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So what is the characteristic that is revealed of Jesus in this name? Well, it is quite simply that Jesus is a healer. He is the healer. Now, why is that important for us to grapple with and understand here this morning? Well, life is so jam-packed with practicalities. We often and understandably approach life with practical behavior and thoughts and feelings, but we forget often that God, that Jesus, is so much further beyond the practical and that there is nothing, there is absolutely nothing that Jesus cannot do. There is nothing that he cannot do. Now, COVID-19 is big. None of us have experienced something like this. Our world has drastically changed over the last couple months. And you could honestly and understandably say that COVID-19, coronavirus, is huge. But as big as it is, it will never surpass Jesus. It will never, ever be bigger than Jesus. We need to constantly remember and proclaim that God, that Jesus can and does heal. That he can and he does heal. Jehovah Rapha, Jesus is a healer. Now that's not always his will for our lives and the lives of others, but that is always, and this is a key distinction, it is always within his ability. It is always within his ability. So the fourth name that we see here, the Easter egg in Psalm 23, is further in verse 3 where it says this, He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Now, this is a little trickier to pronounce, but this is Jehovah Sidkenu. Sidkenu, and that's spelled a little differently. It's T-S-I-D-K-E-N. E-A-U, and that means the Lord of righteousness, the Lord of righteousness. And that's the name which tells what he demands and what he provides his character in Jeremiah 33, 14 through 16, where it says, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is right, uh, just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called the Lord, our righteous Savior, Jehovah Sidkenu. Now, this Lord of righteousness, this name, what characteristic is described and elevated in Jesus here? And that is Jesus is just. Jesus is just. And I'm not saying Jesus is just dot, dot, dot. I'm saying that he is J-U-S-T. He is just. Now, why is that important for us to understand and fully embrace 
here this morning. Well, as often, our tendency is to claim justice as our own, to claim justice as something that belongs to us. We see that. I see that with my kids, for instance. I mean, I exhibit this behavior in my own life at times, as do all of you. But with my kids, what happens when someone takes the last Pop-Tart, right? I got to bring Pop-Tarts back into the message. Or maybe somebody uh, takes the, the last toy or gets to watch a TV show on the, on, the, on the big screen, and the other kid says, that's not fair. We want justice, and we try to enact that in our lives. See, we want to right wrongs that we feel God has ignored or maybe he just doesn't have any interest in. That's our thinking. That's our mode of operation. But God is very much concerned with justice. He's very much concerned with justice. Now, the key point, however, with this is that Jesus works out his justice in his time and in his way. And that doesn't always and often very, very few times actually coincides with our own time and with our own way. Essentially, then, this issue of justice, it comes down to what? Trust. Do we trust that God will be a just God? And do we trust that that justice will happen in his time and in his way? For he is God and we are not. Or are we going to be dead set on enacting justice in our time and in our way, not allowing Jesus to be who he is, the just God, the Lord of righteousness? Now, as we continue further, we see in verse 4, there is yet a final today that we're going to look at, a final name that's attributed to Jesus. And that is in this verse, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And that name that we see there is Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Shammah, S-H-A-M-A. And that name is the Lord is present. The Lord is present. And that's the name given to the millennial city of Jerusalem, and it denotes God's presence. We see that in Ezekiel chapter 48, verse 35. And the name of the city from that time on will be the Lord is present there. So what characteristic do we discover in this name, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present? Well, that is basically Jesus is present. He doesn't exist solely in the past, and he's not solely a hope of the future. He is present in this moment, in this time, in our lives. You see, the presence of Jesus is in our lives is one of the most overlooked aspects and characteristics of who he is. And the main reason for that is our overemphasis and focus on self, on ourself. And as such, many of our decisions, our thoughts, and our actions, and our reactions, they don't include an awareness of Jesus's presence. 
It'd be as if right now, you know, we're, we're probably working in our yards and trying to get it, get it all ready for the spring and for the summer as I'm doing. And if, you know, it'd be as if I had a master gardener living in our guest bedroom and I labored and toiled and guessed and Googled all that I needed to do for my flowers and for my, for my greenery, for my landscaping, and never took the time to actually go to this master gardener living in my house and say, what, you, what should I do? Can you help? Can you give me some insight? Can you lead me? It's as if we're doing that. But the difference is that Jesus isn't just an expert. He is the final authority in all things, in all things. He's the ultimate authority. That means that there is absolutely no area in our lives that Jesus does not have wisdom, discernment, direction, and answers for. So are you understanding and embracing that Jesus is present in this time, in this moment, and as such, are you going to him with all of your questions, with all of your anxiety, with all of your fear, with all of your frustration, with all of your disappointment, or are you relying on other things? So the questions here that we need to wrestle with this morning and throughout the day and the week and the month as we look at Psalm 23, Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd, will you live your life recognizing that Jesus is dependable, fully and completely dependable? He will never fail you. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Will you go through your days knowing that Jesus is the ultimate peace giver instead of relying on peace from other things? Rely on Jesus to provide the peace that only he can truly give. Jehovah Rapha, Jesus, the Lord my healer. Will you embrace the fact that Jesus can and does heal that he is bigger than coronavirus. He is bigger than cancer. He is bigger than your addictions. He is the healer. And will you embrace and get out of the way and allow Jesus to provide justice in his time and in his way? Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord of righteousness. And then Jehovah Shama, the Lord is present. Will you acknowledge that Jesus is ever present and desperately wants to be involved in all and every aspect of our lives? See, these aren't just nice thoughts and anecdotes. These are truths. And if we, if we embrace who Jesus is, his characteristics that want so much to have a relationship in our everyday lives, we will experience life much more fully, much more richer than ever before because we will be living under the umbrella that is Jesus. This is the very nature. This is the very beauty of who Jesus is. And I hope I hope that it's an encouragement to you. And I hope that it, it's a further a further a revealing of Jesus' light and hope and peace and joy today and at the days moving forward. Psalm 23. So next week, we're going to look at the next five names and subsequently those five characteristics that speak to who Jesus is. And I can't wait to be able to join with you in that 
time, we'll be doing that live stream. And uh, we're going to uh, be probably in our pajamas and on our couches as we have been over the next couple or last uh, handful of weeks. I also want to make you aware, too, that we are every day and every week, we are actively praying and talking through what our plan is in regards to getting back in that building. That is where we want to be. We want to be together. We want to be able to celebrate, to experience worship as a family face-to-face. And we, we truly believe that day is coming. And so as we're going through this unprecedented time, we're working very hard to stay connected with you. And one of those ways that we can connect with you is to know how we can pray for you. And one of the ways that you can let us know how we can pray for you is through that app. On that app, if you just click on prayer, you can put in a prayer request. It's going to come directly to us, and we will be in contact with you so that we can know or we can know how specifically to pray, but also remind you that we are here for you. If you have any needs, any practical needs, you know, like we talked about masks or, or essentials or maybe food, or maybe there's some benevolence that, uh, that you're in, in need and need assistance with, we want to know how we can help you. So let us know. Reach out. You can reach out to us through the app. You can email us. You can certainly call and uh, we'll get that information and we'll, we'll uh, be the church and we'll support one another through this difficult time. Guys, I love you so much. And as odd as this all is, um, I, you know, I'm just so thrilled that we can experience this time together in this way. And as I mentioned, we are never going to forget this. We're never going to forget this. This is going to be a memory that will carry on for the rest of our lives. 30 years from now, I'll be talking to, to Lauren, and I'll be like, hey, do you remember when we were in the church parking lot and we had church? We're never going to forget this day. So thank you for being with us. We're going to worship one last time. And then as you leave, um, Alex is going to kind of give some parting thoughts. But as you leave, just make sure you, you do so safely. We're going to try to guide you out of here so that we're not all crammed up. And uh, we certainly don't want to have any accidents here this morning. So thank you so much for being with us. And I can't wait to see you again real, real soon.